You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Love Believes the Best is the title of this devotion. That is something that lives in Virginia, my relationship from, the, from before we met. It was just part of, of the message that, that came to our heart in those days. In the 80s, in the early 80s, that word just kept coming to us. And, and so it became cultural in our marriage to say, no, 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 come on. Love believes the best. We're, we're not going to have these thoughts. We're going to believe the best. We're, we're going to believe that God will work it all for good. No, we're believing that God <laughs> covers it and can deal with it. No, we're staying in faith for them. No, you know, and just that chemistry was so strong in us. And I want to just read you here from 1 Corinthians 13 from the Classic Amplified where that statement is found, where he says, love in verse 4, 1 Corinthians 13, endures long and is patient and is kind. Love never envies nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious or does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, or inflated with pride. It's not rude, unmannerly. It does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us does not insist on its own right, rights or its own way. For it's not self-seeking, it's not touchy, fretful, resentful. It takes no account of an evil done to it. It pays no attention of a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice. <clears throat> and unrighteousness, but it does rejoice when right and truth prevails. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It is ever ready to believe the best. You see, love believes the best of every person. Its hopes are faithless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes absolute, obsolete, or comes to an end. You know, you could, <coughs> you could take this scripture and you could say, I endure long, I'm patient, I'm kind. I never am envious or boil over with jealousy. I'm not boastful, vainglorious. I do not display myself haughtily or conceited or arrogant or I'm not inflated with pride. I'm not rude or mannerly or I do not act unbecomingly. I do not insist on my own rights, on my own way because I'm not self-seeking. I'm not touchy, irritable, fretful, resentful. I take no account of an evil done to me. I pay no attention to a suffered wrong and so forth. You could take that and read it and begin to pray it. Begin to pray it and let the Holy Spirit so write 
these thoughts into your heart until they begin to live there because you've been embracing them, feeding upon them, meditating upon them, thinking upon them, and they begin to live inside of you so that when you get tempted by life's trials and hardships that can come so easily to us all, you say, no, no, I'm not going to be resentful. No, I'm not going to repay evil for evil. No, I'm not going to hold this against them. No, I'm not going to tell somebody else about it. No, I'm not going to push them away and reject them. No, I'm going to cover this in love. I'm going to just cover it in love. I'm going to believe the best that God will turn it for good. You see, it lives in you and it begins to guide you. It begins to instruct you. It begins to help and uphold and protect you. It's amazing how powerful love is when it lives in your heart by the Holy Spirit. And you know, I think about the Apostle Paul. He said in 1 Timothy, starting at verse 12, listen, he said, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who's enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent man. That word insolent means violently arrogant, violently arrogant, really mean, cruel. Come on, listen closely. We're talking about love believes the best. And Paul says, I was cruel. I was violently arrogant. I was mean. And then look what he says. But I obtained mercy because I did it in ignorance. I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. The grace that came to me that I don't deserve, that grace came to me in faith and love. The Lord believed in me when I was so terrible. And He loved me when I was so cruel and so mean. This is the kind of love I'm talking about. The kind of love that is absolutely unconquerable. It is unconquerable goodwill, benevolence. It is such power. When we realize how powerful it is, then we realize we have the power. Virginia used to say to me when I would have so many difficult things that I had to overcome, she looked at me and she would say, honey, you have the power. You have the power. You have the power. And what she meant is you're strong in the Lord and the power of its might to withstand the wiles of the devil, Ephesians 6 verse 10. Here Jesus knows that the devil, he is all out to take Peter out. He knows. He knows the devil keeps pushing and pushing to get in between Jesus and Peter. And the whole thing that the devil was pushing, the mindset, the feelings, the thoughts, you can't count on Peter. When it comes down to it, he'll, he'll, he'll let you down. Distrust is a nature of Satan. It, the Bible talks about an evil heart of unbelief. It is where Satan is pushing and pushing and pushing for us to be 
um, suspicious, presumptuous, distrusting. No, I don't know what it is. I just don't trust them. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not opening my heart because, yeah. And the devil will give you ammunition by pushing that person to do things to feed that distrust in you by trying to prove, yep, you're right, you can't trust them, you can't trust them, you, you, you will never open up to them, you will never be kind and gracious to them because they will betray you, hurt you. That is a familiar, destructive work of the devil. And how many precious marriages have been destroyed by this, how many precious churches have been deeply wounded and hurt by this. And, and, and we need to be aware of the devil's strategies and not be unaware of his mind-oriented strategies, that he's constantly trying to get a grip on us by twisting our thoughts. But we can withstand him because we have this loving heart of our Savior. We have this trust-giving, faith-giving heart of our Savior. Jesus in us gives us the ability to give love for those who don't deserve it, to give faith for those who don't deserve it. Oh, absolutely do I believe in this with all my heart. And here in Luke chapter 22, Jesus says to Peter, 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 Satan has repeatedly asked to sift you like wheat, but I prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you've returned to me, strengthen your brethren, Peter, Peter, Satan has repeatedly asked to sift you like wheat. That was Jesus using a gentle way to make the point. I love Jesus when he speaks and he needs to touch the real area where the enemy is, is, is trying to gain access. He still does it in such a protective, gracious way. Sift you like wheat. What does it mean? You see, the grain, when it is harvested, is, is written over by a cartwheel or walked over by oxen. And as they trample the weed, the shell breaks and uh, the little shell comes loose from the grain. And that little shell is called chaff. And then they take a big sh scooper, a big... <laughs> A, a big shovel, so to speak, and they throw it up in the air and the wind blows away that little shell, that little chaff, because it's worthless. That's the point of it. It's worthless. And the grain that's more heavy falls back to the ground out of which is made flour and bread and so forth. And what is Jesus in a sweet way saying? Satan keeps trying to prove that you're worthless. And you see, this is where our love, the love that God has invested in us by the Holy Spirit is often sadly held back because we don't feel people are worth that love. How insane to have such a thought. How mad. Why? Why is that so insane, Pastor? Why is that so mad? <laughs> oh, my goodness, friends. How do I... I mean, I, how can I deserve the love of my Heavenly Father when by nature I've been a sinner from my birth 
And my heart was deceitful that while I knew what was right in his sight, I willfully did what was wrong, and yet he loved me and demonstrated that immense love for me in that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. How can I not love as he loves? Jesus said, this is the commandment that I give to you, that you love as I love. And I love you because the fathers love me. Come, abide in my love, abide in the father's love with me. And you will experience the joy I have and your joy will be full. This is what I want from you, is that you learn to love as I love. Love covers, love believes the best. Love stays in that sweet, optimistic, positive spirit towards others. And that's the spirit you can see God had for Paul and here displays for Peter. Peter, I believe in you. I believe that the seed that is in you came from God. That was God in Matthew 16, 18 that showed you that I am the Christ. I believe the seed in you is true, Peter. Yes, you are weak through the flesh, but I believe God's will for you will come to pass. I have faith for you. I have faith in you and for you. I love you, Peter. I'm praying for you. Your faith will not fail. You'll see. God will bring you through despite your failures. Oh, how I love this art. Love believes the best. So, least, last but not least, Job chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. Job chapter 1, please. Least, last but not least. And the Lord said to Satan, Verse 8 of Job 1. Have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear the Lord for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You've blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. You see the nature of Satan. There is no faith in him. There's no truth in him. There's no goodness in him. There's this spirit, this spirit this evil, evil, demonic spirit that makes him Satan. The word Satan means opposer. The word devil means deceiver. He opposes the nature of God. The nature of God says, my servant Job, he is blameless. He shuns evil. He loves me. No, he only does that because you bless him, but you, you see, no, you see the battle that is there between good and evil. And we can all get caught up in that battle like Job did. God bore witness of Job. Satan opposed and attacked God using Job. And the devil attacked Job to disprove God, but God believed in Job to disprove Satan. Oh, how I love the story of Job. I love the story of Job. and. Because many do not understand this, they can often get all muddled up about what they believe about people. There's many people that think that the root cause of Job's suffering was found in him, but that's not true. 
Job chapter 19, verse 28. Job says, you have afflicted me and persecuted me with the accusation that the root cause of my suffering is found in me. And for that very belief, inspired by the devil, God rebuked the three pompous friends of Job and said, I am deeply grieved with the way you've treated my servant Job. There's nothing like him. God never changed his confession about Job. He always called him blameless. It's amazing how anybody dares to blame him when God calls him blameless. It's amazing to me. And that lies at the foundation of our Christian faith because we are declared blameless in God's sight, not because of any righteous act of our own, but because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Read Romans chapter 3, verse 23 through 28. Oh, my dear friend, we are declared not guilty by God himself because of what Jesus has done. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Who would lay a charge against God's elected? It's God who justifies. And who would ever dare to condemn us? Jesus? No, never. He is the one who gave his life for us. And furthermore, is also risen at the Father's right, interceding for us. So who then can separate us from the love of God that we now have richly received through Jesus Christ? Oh, come on, my dear friends. Love believes the best. I see suffering in people sometimes. I don't always understand, but what I do understand is sufficient to help them and love them and stand alongside them. I don't always understand, but what I do understand is that God loves them. And I live to demonstrate that love through the power of Christ's life in me and Christ's love in me. And I have that, I want to have that spirit that Jesus demonstrated towards Peter, towards Paul, and towards Job. And we know the end intended by the Lord, how mercifully he reveals himself through Job. And when Job prayed, forgiveness for his friends. God demonstrated how perfectly holy and righteous he was in his sight by clearing their death when they should have been judged and condemned. But he forgave them for Job's sake. And when he forgave them for Job's sake, we can see how Job rose and and became more blessed than ever before. Oh, I want to have that sweet spirit of faith and love that believes the best. Now, come on. Let the Holy Spirit put this into your heart today and let him continuously put it there and maintain it in you that you live to the place and the glory of God's grace by having a heart full of love and faith for others and always believe the best. Amen. Have a good day.